like this, though. I'm tired of folks, you know what I'm saying? The closed-minded folks, you know what I'm saying? It's like we got a demo tape and nobody want to hear it, but it's like this the South got something to say. That's all I got to say. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Sinclair, and welcome to another episode of run that back with sin and donna once again my name is sinclair and my name is donna canella this is episode 24 it's 24 or 23 this is episode 24 oh wow Oops, I, I put the wrong title <laughs> <laughs> yes we are in episode 24 that means that we've been doing this for 24 weeks i think that's quite commendable yeah it actually is and you know what i think it's been longer than 24 weeks because we don't record every single week like we try to but we haven't always been on right point. so we've right. been doing this for a while like pat yourself on the back sinclair like thank yeah, you yes, yeah. thank you wow, it's been amazing <laughs> but it has yeah i'm ready to just keep going keep pushing it keep getting it bigger I, and I think it will be. I think it will be. We just have to get that audience up and popping. And it'll happen. Things yeah. take time. They things, take time. Things but, of quality take time. Right. <laughs> right. And this is a quality show, you bitches. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> they, they said, click. I'm clicking on bitch. Right. Who, who, who you call right. <laughs> oh uh, but anyway, of course, you know, we have to check on each other. We're always living some busy lives. Yes. Um, so, Donna, how have you been? What's been going on with you? You know, it's been, like, a lot, but, like, also not a lot at the same time. Like, I've been... I'm not going to break the news. I know, you know, this podcast, we're family, and, you know, we share our most <laughs> intimate things, but I'm going to keep some things under the under wraps for right now. But, you know, I have some things that I'm trying to figure out and uh, work on my next move so I can make it my best move. Um, but beyond that, you know, I can't get a little open. So I've been a bit down in the dump. Not too bad. Not I, I've had worse weeks. But I'm just trying to, you know, find motivation. Sometimes it's hard to find motivation when you live by yourself. And, you know, when you're in a city where everything is so far apart and your friends are far apart and, mm -hmm. you know, it's hard making friends. So um, it's kind of been a tougher week, but I'm feeling better. I'm back on the pie. You know, we missed last week. So I'm just back to be I'm I'm glad to be back in the groove of things. How about you, Sinclair? How's it going in the the good old peach state? <laughs> Had to get Man. my fruit together. <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, it's been good. Things mm -hmm. have been going well. Beautiful. I'm about to start on another production and you know, it's getting warm out here. We had a little bit of a cold front, but the weather is nice, yeah. really nice. The sky is blue. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just feeling blessed, feeling good. Um, it's, you know, things are moving. Things are pushing along. Uh, about to start my DJ classes. So that's exciting. That is very exciting. I loved DJ, it. DJ Sinclair coming oh coming to a venue near you oh that should be a slogan <laughs> wait so is it like solidified that your name is going to be dj sinclair i feel like it's solidified that my name is going to be dj sinclair i feel like i like sinclair but i want people to know that i'm a dj yeah okay you, you know i have even thought about being a little bit more fancy and calling myself a music curator oh 
um, Sinclair, the curator. I don't know. We'll have to see. But I think that right now, maybe DJ Sinclair. Okay, well, if you if you go by Sinclair, the curator, that will definitely be different because I don't think I've ever heard a DJ call themselves a curator outside of like a Instagram profile right. bio. So, right. you know, do your thing, girl. Do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Y'all know I got to be extra. Y'all know I got to be extra. Of course. Of course, you're from so, Houston. I don't expect right. anything less. Nothing less. <laughs> um, but what you been listening to? Any new music? Oh, oh, I got, I got something for your ass today. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> but not really. Okay, it hasn't really been new music. I mean, I have listened to some of the newer albums that have dropped. I listened to Young Thug's compilation album, and we'll get to compilations later. So remember compilations, guys. Um, but nah, like I've actually been having this one song on repeat. I had listened to this DJ set. And um, they played this song, and I forgot about the song, and it's just been stuck in my head ever since. Do you remember the song, Truthfully Speaking, by Truth Hurts? Truth? No, I don't. Yes, you do. I'm going to play it. Oh, wait. Uh, He's so contagious. Yes! He turns my pages. Mm, he uh-huh. keeps yeah, uh-huh. Yes. He's what I'm, I'm waiting for. for. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. I've been listening to that song for this last past week, like straight. So that's been my song of the week. Lip literally my song of the week. Like every time I get in my car, I just for some reason, like I just been having to play it. I don't I don't know. Man, what have I been listening to? Um Okay, I actually can tell you what I've been listening to. My girlfriend and I, anytime we go on a long haul, like road trip, we drove to Houston for the week. Um, We like... We like to bring out old Lil Wayne, old drink. Like I like I love to listen to old Young Money. Like I love mm. old Nicki. I love like Pink Friday. Um You're love- really a barb. Can I just pause I- you right there? Because you sometimes deny your barbness or you used to. And like the more we've, you know, recorded and we've just been digging deeper into Sinclair's musical likes and tastes, you're a barb. I just want to, yeah, I just, you can't deny that shit anymore. Don't, don't try to, cause you are. Okay. 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 I'm not going to try to deny it. I am a barb. You're a barb. Um, my girlfriend loves old Lil Wayne. She loves old no ceilings, like, Mm -hmm. you know, the old Carters. So we were listening to that. We were also listening to the old Drake mixtapes, the so far gone, you know what I'm saying? The, uh, the October's very own, you know, Mm um, so yeah, so we were listening to that. So I was I don't have a song of the week. Mm. I think I have to say that I have a label of the week. And oh. my la- and that goes w- grew very well into our culture topic. Mm-hmm. My label of the week is going to have to be Young Money. Okay. I love it. I love it. Okay. Mm-hmm. That works. That all, that yeah. also works. They're OGs. They are. They are OGs. Were they Okay. Were they trendsetters or influencers? Or wait, mm. was it influence or influencers? I'm going to say Drake is the influenced. Mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj is like 50-50. Half influencer, half influenced. Um, Lil Wayne is an influencer. Okay. Okay. I'll take that. I like the Nicki yeah. Minaj. I can do 50-50. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. Well, let's move into our run bags. Let's go ahead and just dive deep. Um, yes. So... 
it was a headline that Sweetie, sw- excuse me, Swaidi. Oh my gosh. <laughs> is going to an artist development camp. And she's going to be developing her talents, I guess. And how do we feel about that? You know, here's the thing. More artists need to do that. And not to talk down on Sweetie, um, I think that she's a beautiful young woman. I think that she's smart, intelligent. Mm -hmm. Um, She definitely has star power, star quality. Do I think that she's talented? Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that the artist development camp would move her in the direction to be taken more seriously as in more of an artist and less of a social media entertainer. Mm. And I think that more artists need to be doing things like that because I think that, you know, agencies, A&Rs, labels, they're moving away from artist development because they feel like that you don't need it because if you're already popping on Instagram, you already have an audience, then why do you need to be developed? Yeah. You already you already have your niche. Yeah. You already know what the people like. You already know how to create content people like. So why do you need to be developed? Yeah. Um, but that just goes back to the argument of, you know, what, what is more important in an artist, their popularity or their talent. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of labels feel like popularity is what gets you money. That's what they're concerned with. So I applaud Sweetie because Sweetie has a popularity, but she also cares about being a better artist and, you know, uh, doing having a more developed craft mm. and the fact that she's taking her artistry seriously and, and trying to actually hone in her talents. I applaud that. And I think that more artists need to do that because right now nobody's talented. Yeah. I agree with you. I think that for a long time, like you said, A&R's record labels got away from the artist development because they didn't want to spend the money when you have somebody on the internet that's talented already like you said Mm -hmm. that has that following so why spend that money to develop them even further but i also think that's bs because if you hit a certain level or say you have three out of the five things that they're looking for in an artist they're going to develop the rest if you have the baseline i think and so Mm -hmm. i think they I think they, as in those record levels, those A&Rs, pick and choose who they want to develop. Which, you know, Mm -hmm. you can do that, of course. But why not have a good full roster instead of having these half, you know, half-talented, half-developed artists when you can have a full artist? You know what I'm saying? And, like, Mm -hmm. make more money that way. For example, Cardi B. She's underdeveloped. You think she's still underdeveloped? I think she's become more developed because now they say, okay, they, they see, okay, well... She has an audience. She has a very large audience. She Mm -hmm. has the personality, Mm -hmm. you know, will work on the talent as time goes by. Um, So I think she's gotten better, but I also think she has been developed. And I think if they would have developed her from the get-go, maybe her stardom would have been faster, maybe. You know, her way to the top would have been faster. I mean, she already is at the top at this point. But, I mean... I think, honestly, Cardi B was just one of those lucky people that just had a good personality because even some of her earlier rap, even like Bodak Yellow, her rapping sounds almost kind of little like mush mouth. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think she's approved upon that tremendously. Yeah. But Not that also- much, but enough to be rec- like, you know, right. you can recognize the change. Right. I feel like, you know I can agree with you. I can agree with you that Cardi B has definitely developed 
over time, but also the fact that she got so famous from Bodak Yellow shows that artist development really doesn't matter. And I and mm. I don't think you and I really don't think that it would have in her case because I mean, let's think about this. Bodak Yellow was not a good song. Okay. It was it wasn't a good song. It was a catchy Cardi, song. It was a catchy song, but it wasn't just good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, and it's not like when she came out, she had bars. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? You know, um Cardi B, I think that Cardi B has grown and developed because she did that on her own. Hmm. You know, I I don't necessarily believe that her labels put in the time and effort to grow her because honestly, she didn't need it. Mm. She didn't need it. Like Cardi B was a star on her own and she has amassed a fan base on her own. And I think that Cardi B crossed over on her own. Yeah. Um, so I don't necessarily think that Cardi B needed the development. And I think that, you know, you know, just from as evidence with Bodak Yellow and some of the music that she's come out with, that's really, that really wasn't that good in the beginning. I don't think that she really just needed the development. She was able to grow and create her own star power. Now, Sweetie mm-hmm. came out with some songs that weren't that great either, but were catchy, but her pace is moving slow. Oh, wait, you think her pace is moving? Like, what do you mean by that? Go deeper with that. Her pace is moving slow. I think, I think that, so you know how Megan kind of shot up Mm-hmm. Cardi B kind of shot up. Mm-hmm. Sweetie to me has not shot up. Mm. Like, like Sweetie, Sweetie is very well known as far as the socials is concerned. Mm-hmm. But ain't nobody asking her to perform at the Grammys. Ain't nobody asking her to perform at no award show. When was the last? You know what I'm saying? When was the last? The only performance that I've seen Sweetie do was uh, recently was that she did some performance on like um, that little trailer um, boxing match between those Instagram people or those TikTok oh, people. Oh, you know, um, I hadn't really thought about that. I really hadn't. And I'm over here sitting and thinking about. Yeah, you're right. Like, she has catchy songs, but like she hasn't really shot up like Cardi B or Megan. And now that you're saying it, yeah, like that is true. Like what is the reason behind that? And the only thing that I can really think of is that people just don't take her seriously. Like exactly. They think her music is catchy enough and people would do it, but it's almost like a joke. Like people would listen to it, but it's almost like a joke. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. um, you might hear it in the club and, you know, girls might dance to it a little bit, but people are not seriously like knowing those lyrics or, you know, no. seriously like, dan- like it's all, it's almost like a joke. Like honestly, and this might sound weird. So let me know how this sounds to you, but people look at her as she's pretty. So she, we're going to digest her. But mm-hmm. if she wasn't pretty the way she is, she would not, have the success she has right now that's my theory absolutely yeah because if you look at megan and cardi and you know everybody's beautiful in their own way if we're comparing our eurocentric standards that we have in america Mm -hmm. sweetie would be the the cuter one out of the out of the three Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so megan out of the three has the most talent in my opinion 
the most yes. and she had um she had like this this thing the whole stallion thing going on so she had something to play off of and so that helped her shoot up the talent she had so mm-hmm. you know talent helps and then cardi had the personality mm-hmm. um she had the latin part mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. so they were going to support yep. their own and so right. that helped her shoot. But Swaidi mm-hmm. is just a pretty black girl. That's is it. she? I mean, I know she's mixed, but at the end of the day, she's categorized as just a pretty black girl that mm-hmm. dated some, you know, some popular dudes. Yeah. And yeah. that's about it. Like, she don't have, about- yeah, she don't have, I mean, she's smart, yeah, but like, a lot of people go to UFC or USC, and a lot of people go to other good schools. So like, yeah. there's nothing really else there. So you're right. right. Like, what like she does need some type of development if she wants to continue on being an artist otherwise she should just be a model which everybody i think would agree that she would be a great model a great model (laughs) right um yeah and i like i said it's a great idea because nobody's taking her seriously and all of her music is made for tiktok even that best friend song that she made with doja cat like Mm -hmm. it's all of it is made made for the socials and Mm so I think that this artist development boot camp is going to do her good to really make her a true artist and really make people take her seriously as someone with talent. Yeah. Because right now, all she is is a pretty face. Yeah. Lord forgive me. Yeah. Oh, that's all. That's all I think. Feel like people see her as right now. Yeah, and I think if she would have had that development, or you know, we'll see after she goes through this camp. I'm interested to see where you know where she goes in terms of success because I think that's what happened to Rihanna like Rihanna was a pretty face she had a a bit of talent but they were able to develop her and look at her now you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm, so like she mm -hmm. had the double she had the double talent beauty and was able to get mega success so Mm -hmm. if Swahili had you know she has the beauty part down if they could just somehow figure out some talent (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I think that Swidey took the easy route by becoming a rapper because mm-hmm. like the artistry and rapping comes from the lyrics. Yeah. So the artistry and singing comes from the fact that you can sing. Right. And so we need to figure something out. Like we need to figure out some talent there for her. They need, they're going to have to figure out some talent there for her because Rihanna on one hand, you know, she was able to sing mm-hmm. and that was the artistry in that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sweetie just needs to find her niche and, and, you know, and I'm going to say one more thing and we're going to move on, but mm-hmm. somebody even brought up on social media, like all sweetie does is do samples mm. and, she, and she was like, yeah, well like that's my lane. Like that's what I'm good at. So of mm-hmm. course I'm going to keep doing it. I feel like even that mindset shows that she needs some artist development. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't want to create anything of your own. Yeah. Like, like as an artist, that's not important to you right. to create your own sound, to create your own, like your own lane, your, your, your own voice. Like right. all you want to do is sample. So I think that she needs some growth. She yeah. needs some growth for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or she's going to go quickly downhill in terms of music. Yeah. Or, you know, people are just going to get bored of that because you're right. Mm-hmm. Like you need your own sound. Every artist that we've named has something of their own. Yeah. Cardi B has Bodak Yellow. Megan has uh what's that one I, just she has just a plethora of honestly, music on her yeah, own yeah um 
and just other artists that I could think of that have just come out recently, like the baby has his own sound, even though, you yeah. know, his flow don't change, but it's his, it's his. So <laughs> yeah, she's gonna have to work that out. But yeah, um, let's keep it on the West coast. Um, Kaylani. Kaylani. Kaylani is a lesbian surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Not surprised. Not surprised at all. Not surprised at all. I thought, I thought we already knew this, but yeah. my girlfriend made a good point. Like, I think everybody assumed that Kaylani was bisexual because, I mean, she has a baby daddy. She was dating YG. Like, mm-hmm. she's dated guys out in public. Mm-hmm. And now she's decided to come out as a lesbian, which some people may feel like is not that big of a deal. But, you know, I was bringing this up to Donna earlier. When you think about it there are really not a lot of openly gay r&b and hip-hop artists Mm -hmm. there are not a lot of openly gay black artists who are in hip-hop and r&b now i'm say hip-hop and r&b specifically because i know niggas are like well what about lil nas x he's openly gay lil nas x is a pop artist okay Lil, lil nas x might as well be white you know what I'm saying? With a with an extra extra dark tan, like his music <laughs> is made for his music is white music. Period. It's yeah. made for white people. It's made for little white kids. Mm-hmm. He he's a pop star. So him being gay is not. He might as well be Lady Gaga. You know what I'm saying? Like oh nobody gosh. nobody <laughs> gives a fuck about Lil Nas X yeah. being gay. He's yeah. the lady. He's the he's a black boy Lady Gaga. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But when you think about how the hip hop and R&B community kind of pushes gay people, uh, anybody in the LGBTQ community um, away, mm-hmm. kind of keep, kind of like, you know, uh, gate keeps the industry from those people. I think it's significant that Kaylani came out mm-hmm. as a lesbian in this, honestly, this homophobic industry. Yeah. Well, I've always thought that she was bisexual and yeah. because I, I just remember hearing about it, like her being open to women and all of that. And just here, like, I'd never really watched an interview. Like, I'm not the biggest yeah. Kaylani fan, but right. I mean, I know of her. I know of some of her music. I knew that fact about her for some reason. And I mean, she really didn't give people much else like to argue like, well, no, she is just a lesbian because she would date men and she... You know, we just seen these interactions. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think, okay, well, you picked a side now, sis. Okay, well, congrats. I never <laughs> right. really, I never, it's just not surprising. And honestly. No, it's not. Like, if we were talking outside of music, I wouldn't care. Like, girl, go live your life. Do what you want to do. But, yeah, right. you're right. Like, in terms of, like, hip-hop and R&B, we do tend to push our LGBTQAI folk to the side. Did yeah, I say that right? Sure. I think I said that right. I think I said all the letters right. But um, yeah, we push them to the side and we are inspired by them, but they are not given credit no. to where it's and deserved. I, and, and I think it's fucked up. Yeah. Because um, uh, Roland Ray, <laughs> he's oh, a character. Um, he brought that up in, you know, in one of his little videos. And of course, everybody thinks Roland Rolling Ray is a clown. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had some validity to the point that he was making is that the hip hop and R&B community, the uh, the artists, they, they I'm, not, I'm just going to flat out say it, they steal mm-hmm. from the gays all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, all the time. I mean, even Cardi B. Oh, crrr, gays have been saying that mm-hmm. long before she made it. A popular thing to say mm-hmm. long before she made it so popular that the Kardashians were saying it. gay black men were saying, oh, mm. 
Okay. You understand what I'm saying? Even Rolling Ray with Big Purr. Coyle Ray done got famous from Big Purr. Mm -hmm. And Rolling Ray started Big Purr. That's him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? The track star song. You know, the the, the gay dude that made the uh, track star challenge. Yeah. He made that song popular single-handedly. Wasn't nobody listening to that nigga, and he don't get no credit because he gay. Yeah. I mean, and and it's just the... the uh, it's just a fact of a matter. So, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we have to realize and we just have to be aware that hip hop is a misogynistic, you know, it's a misogynistic group. Um, if you don't align yourself with the views of uh, straight black men in the mo in most cases, straight black men, you know, you're can, you can be deemed as an outsider. You know, if women don't look a certain way, like if you're coming in there being, um, covered up you know and not doing like if you're not following along the guide the guidelines and the rules of what black men think things should go then you can be ostracized fairly quickly and yeah. those that just happen to kind of sneak through and get through to somehow like get through somehow like frank ocean um you know you just have your your uh I forget what you, I forget how you will say it, but like you, you know, you have those that do make it through, but it's not a lot. Yeah, it's not a lot, and I think that we need to really, really change that because at this point, I feel like it's getting disrespectful for you to steal people's ideas and not give them credit because of their sexuality. Like, yeah. at the, at, I feel like it's getting out of hand at this point. I honestly think it's getting better. Like, I think you think so. I think not in terms of like just mainstream, like hip hop. No, I don't. But I think more gay folks are being recognized in their own lanes, in their own rights. Like people mm -hmm, recognize mm -hmm. Big Frida. Like, but yeah. also, I also think those individuals are working hard themselves to make their own lane. I think Santana right. is working hard on his own. Like all yeah. these people are working hard on their own and with social media are, are mm -hmm. gaining larger followings than they mm -hmm. would without. Right. So I think in terms of like notoriety, um, just having a popular song in general, maybe not on mainstream radio or, you know, in those mainstream record labels um, alongside, you know, these bigger acts that follow along the misogynistic way. Mm -hmm. I do think that certain individuals are able to make their own lanes and are able yeah. to be recognized through their own strength. Yeah. So I yeah. think, yeah, yeah, I do. I hear you. I hear you on that. I hear you on that. So, I mean, I don't know. I feel like you, I feel like really in order to be recognized and be gay mm -hmm. and really push the boundaries, you have to cross over. If you rely solely on black people, you're not going to make it. But at this, at this, I have a, well, I have an argument to that just because right now black people and what black people are doing is at its height like you know everybody's always stolen from black culture you know mm -hmm. that's always been a thing but mm -hmm. at this point black people are at are like creme de la creme we are yeah. we are pop music at this we point. are the culture we yeah. are the culture and we are pop pop music so mm -hmm. at, at this point is it really stealing or is it just going going along with status quo mm. Mm, it's stealing it's hard for me to say that because, you know, it's just like you, yeah. if you are the most popular thing, everybody's going to fall in line and try to do that popular thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I get it. I get it. But because it's coming from a marginalized group, it's stealing. It feels it like stealing, from a, yeah. Yeah, it feels like stealing because it's coming from a marginalized group. Yeah. If you were stealing from a, a larger group who had a lot more power, a lot more say, mm -hmm. then I would think differently. But yeah. because it's coming from a marginalized group that already has, that already gets the short end of the stick. Mm-hmm. It, that it feels like stealing. Yeah, and then I can I can agree to that because it's like okay, we are the top producing uh, when it comes in terms of like music and culture and stuff. But are we really yeah. truly being paid for our talents? Are right. we really truly being recognized in the buildings that matter? Like you know, right. th that is true. So you know, I, I agree with you there. Yeah. Um, but you know, let's just keep an eye out and see if more people are going to feel more comfortable coming out and, you know, being truly yeah. who they are. And I think, yeah. honestly, I just think it's going to continue to grow. Now it, it's going to be interesting to see women. Cause I feel like honestly, gay men are being more accepted than gay women. Yeah. Because yeah. you, they don't really have a look for them yet. They don't really mm -hmm. have an idea of what a gay woman should be yet. Yeah. Yeah. And this is coming yeah. from a straight woman. So you, anytime you think I'm saying something wrong, let me know. But no, no, I, I agree. I agree because I don't, I hope that I'm not putting gay men in a box, but I mean, gay men like typically have like a personality type. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to, I don't want to put them in a box, but you can kind of look at a guy and tell that he's gay. Exactly. And you that's what, what I'm in. And especially the ones that get popular, like you have, right. you, they have that. That, overly the flamboyant the flamboyant personality that right. everybody likes that people right. enjoy because it's entertaining right i um, mean look at uh what's his name todrick hall you got mm. todrick hall you know and his whole thing with taylor swift uh what's another gay black guy you got the dude titus from that show on netflix mm -hmm. um like you know like gay men have they have a lane and a look Mm -hmm. Whereas gay women, what does that look like? That looks like you. Yeah. That looks like me. That looks like me. Yeah. Or like my girlfriend. They it's they they put them in a box of um, like studs. Yeah. Or a stud. Right. Either you're extra study or you're nothing at all. Right. Exactly. Either you're exactly. young ma or you can't. You know, you're not sexy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's just like, you know. If I were to come out as, as as a lesbian artist, they wouldn't even know what to do with me because I don't have a lesbian look. How would they market that? Right. How would they market me? Like they can't market me like they market young and men. That's true. That and that's true. How are you marketable as a lesbian? Are we just marketing you to women? Right. You know what I'm saying? So, and then with gay men, like gay black men, you're marketable to women and men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so it's interesting. It's interesting yeah. to see who else is going to come out and, you know, openly be like, yeah, I'm a lesbian. But you know what? There's one R&B. There's a R&B artist that's a lesbian. I think her name is like Asian or something. Isn't she a lesbian? I don't know who you're talking about. What? You haven't heard? Of, hold on. Let me look. Let me, mm -mm. I think it. Yeah. Her name is like Asian with like two H's or something. I might be saying her name wrong, but nah, she a lesbian because in her art, her rap, her, her songs, it'd be woman <laughs> she'd be talking about a woman dang hold on i have her album somewhere in my apple music I, i'll find it uh okay. and let you know um, okay 
but yeah, so I mean, but you know, we'll see. Yeah. We'll we'll see um where, you know, how how the game changes as far as, you know, hip hop R and B accepting, you know, lesbian women because how do you market that? How do you market Kaylani? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now are, that she's out, right? Because she, you know, yeah. And I mean, like, she's already been marketed marketed as a set as a sex symbol. So I think they're either gonna go like ultra sexy and like keep it like where men will like it because you know that men like lesbian shit. Mm-hmm. But they're mm-hmm. gonna make it super sexual. Like, yeah. they're going to do, like, uh, you remember that Tiana Taylor video she had, her and Kaylani? Yeah. They're going to mm-hmm. do, I think they're going to stay in that lane and just make it mm-hmm. where it's palatable for men. And I think that's fucking ridiculous because why you have to hypersexualize her now just because she's a lesbian? And I, and I can see that happening. Yeah. And, it, and it's also upsetting, too, because it's like in this industry, everything about you has to be able to sell. Mm-hmm. And you can't just be you. Yeah. Especially women. And I think. Yeah. Even if she wasn't a lesbian, they've been sexualizing Kaylani for forever because in order to reach a certain height, you have to be ultra, ultra sexy. And I think that's why mm-hmm. Megan was able to also shoot up quickly because she came out the gate sexualizing herself. She did. You know, she did. Mm-hmm. And, and not in the bad, and I, I don't say that as a negative, but like she took that autonomy, like she took that on her, like took the reins of that and said, this she is did. what I'm going to do with my power. But Men don't look at it like, oh, yeah, you're taking your power. You're a strong woman. No, they're like, oh, you're being sexy. No. You're talking about this, this, and this. Okay. Well, we're right. going to market that, and we're going to look at like we're gonna look at it with our nasty eyes. Like, you right. know. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's true. That is true. So, so we'll, we'll keep a lookout, but uh, Kanye West. Kanye. 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 So, we all know that Kanye West and Kim Kardashian are getting a divorce. Huh. Nobody really, yeah. You know, when they got, when they were together, I was like, I wonder when the divorce is going to come. I'm not going to even <laughs> lie. Like, I expected them to, I, I honestly, yeah. they've lasted a lot longer than I expected them to last. A lot longer. A lot longer, honestly. Um, but, you know, kudos to them for trying to make it work for as long as they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, now Kanye is saying that he wants to date an artist. <sighs> and guess what goofy ass came out the woodwork? Let us know. Azalea Banks. Came out the goddamn on the internet with her goofy... Oh, my God. But you know what? Let her. me play devil's advocate. Those two might make a good couple. What? They might make a good couple. They're both crazy. <laughs> they are. They and are they both might crazy. Be, you know, two crazies might make a positive. I don't know. Like, two negatives <laughs> make a positive. <laughs> they might. Because you know what? They're both ultra talented. They, they honestly are. might get together and make magic. They are. I'm rooting they're for them. Both- <laughs> I'm rooting for this. I don't care what you say. I'm rooting for this. No, I'm not rooting for it. First of all, the shit sounds crazy. The shit sounds crazy. The shit sounds toxic. But you're right. I feel like it's weird, though, because if Azalea Banks and Kanye West got together, I feel like they would make 
crazy wild music like yeah. it would be some shit that will probably blow our minds mm-hmm. but them in a relationship it would probably be on. toxic as hell like they come probably on. wouldn't last because they would probably be probably be so toxic towards each other so toxic he's battling his own mental health issues i know for 100 percent that she is even mm. though she won't ever admit it that bitch is crazy lord forgive me <laughs> um but anyway but kanye west basically said he wants to be with an artist because he wants to be with someone that where they can speak the same language and they both have radical views they're a match made in heaven honestly they are like think about yeah. it think about yeah. it they both say say outlandish things they do they both are always trying to be on the side of like devil's advocate like but what if you think about this and they both don't care yeah they don't care yeah. if people don't like them they, they, they thrive in that type of environment. They thrive, yeah. But Azalea Banks, though, I feel like it's a little bit different, though, because Kanye West, I feel like, says odd things, but with some type of foundational reason. Like, there's still some truth to some of the things that he says. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like Azalea Banks, she's just nasty. Like she, and she just mean. You know, like how she tried to call Megan Thee Stallion fat and was making fun of her because mm-hmm. she said that she was looking fat on mm-hmm. the award show when she was performing? Like, she just says nasty things. Whereas I feel like Kanye West is not ever nasty. The shit that he says doesn't make any fucking sense. Mm-hmm. And the shit that he says is wild. Yeah. But sometimes there is a little validity to it. You know what I'm saying? Because a broke clock is going to be right at least two times out of the day. Okay. And then, you know, and also Kanye, his intent is never to be mean, whereas her intent is. Mm. Well, that's something that they can work on together in their relationship. (laughs) He can improve upon her. (laughs) I mean... I don't really, really, I truly don't see it happening. No, but of course not, you guys. Of course I, not. I would, I would follow the relationship. If they were to get in a relationship, I would be intrigued. I'm not going to lie. I, I would yeah. be interested to see what is, what comes out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I would too. I would too. But I would be intrigued to see what type of relationship Kanye West is going to be in with any artist. He's mm. never dated an artist. Yeah yeah and he's never dated anybody darker than a paper bag so true oh my gosh kanye date a black woman sheesh yeah well you know before he hit superstardom he dated a black woman who was dark-skinned who was a delta i remember that yeah um but after graduation he said i'm leaving you darkies behind (laughs) (laughs) i say that i say that as a dark-skinned woman and i i'm just playing of course because i say that sarcastically but 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 in all honesty he has not dated anybody that has been darker than a paper bag he hasn't he has not that who does that leave him with if he wants to date an artist Coley, mm. what's that one girl? Uh, Corey Ray, Corey Ray, Corey Ray, <laughs> sweetie. Maybe he's gonna try to come out the sweetie. Ooh, they, there's some artist development right there. <laughs> that's who. That's who he gonna try to come out to. Mm. Mm. Oh, I guess. we'll we'll see. Kanye needs to Kanye work on yourself. You don't work need to be worried about dating nobody. Work on yourself. Oh but anyway, gosh. let's get to our culture topic because I feel like it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to talk about compilation albums that labels create Mm -hmm. um the importance of them what they do for artists what they do for music we're just going to talk about it so donna what inspired you us i guess what inspired you to bring this uh topic to us like have you heard anything yeah so for me i like i said earlier way at the top of the podcast is like i had heard um young thug's new album 
And uh, it's a compilation album. It's a compilation of the artists on his record label. And um, I was very impressed with with it. Like, for the, you know, like how he mixed in. And then I just got to thinking, like, you know, compilations have always been like a staple. Um, it's not really a new fad, but I think that they are growing like we're we're seeing them even more like yeah you know they've always been there you have rough riders that put out a compilation you had um uh g unit g unit put out a you know like rap a lot mm-hmm. like you've always had compilation albums mm-hmm. but um you know i just wanted to just kind of bring awareness to it because it's like you know we know that they're there we have we have them come out every year you know uh Rick Ross and his label puts out a compilation. Everybody puts out a compilation album. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to talk to the importance of them and like, you know, recognize them for what they rec- recognize them for what they are. Yeah. And like why they are important or why we think they are important, because I think they do hold a very um, they play a very significant role in introducing a record label and introducing newer artists. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't think they're going away. I think they're just going to get bigger and better. Yep. I, I I think so, too. I think so, too. And, you know, let's start off with this. Mm-hmm. What would you say is your most favorite compilation album? That's tough because you or, honestly or, didn't give me any space to fucking think about the question. <laughs> I, was just kidding. I, was just kidding. I don't know. I don't know. What? So I will start off at some of my favorite compilation albums. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's just because I've listened to them. But I feel like Cruel Summer from 2011, uh, the compilation album that Good Music put out, that's Kanye West's record label. Okay. That shit low-key was fire. Like, you first of all, you had Don't Like on there. Everybody knows that that Don't Like version is the version that motherfuckers blast in the club mm-hmm. that starts off with put with that starts off with push a T. Y'all niggas, fraud niggas. That's the shit I don't like. Mm-hmm. Yo shit, make believe, rapping about my own life. Like that's iconic okay. in itself. Yes. Uh, what else you got on there? You got uh Theraflu. Uh, can a young nigga get money anymore? You got that. You got Mercy on there. You got Lamborghini Mercy. Um, I mean, what else you got on there? You got uh, damn. I didn't realize all these songs were on there. I forget. I forget. Yeah. I, I I don't even remember it being on a compilation album. Honestly, I just remember each song individually. So it's actually surprising to me that it was on a compilation album, and it kind of goes to show like what compilation albums can do. Like, yeah. Even if you don't know it's coming from a compilation. Cruel. I think that cruel summer was an iconic compilation album. And Mm -hmm. then coming back even more recently, um, Dreamville's revenge of the dreamers. Yeah. I mean, that shit won a Grammy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was a really good compilation album. And I think that the, and I think that a really good compilation album sounds like, songs and records from like all the same artists Mm -hmm. in a sense like it flows like they all sound as one yeah that's what makes a good compilation yeah i think it truly shows the dynamics within the label too like because if if your artists are just putting out individual albums and you have three top artists and the rest of your seven artists out of your 10 are just kind of under the radar kind of you know 
not mm-hmm. really as big as your three top ones, then those smaller artists are never going to really be recognized. So I think compilations mm-hmm. are important because it gives those smaller folks a platform to uh, reach a broader audience. So I think it's important. Yeah. I think the young Mo- We Are Young Money compilation oh, album yeah. was very successful and putting out some of their unknowns. And at the time, Drake was an unknown. Like, he was known, Drake was but, like, unknown. people didn't really know him, you know? And then mm-hmm. he was mm-hmm. on Bedrock, and people were like, who is this guy? Right, right. So, yeah. yeah. Um, one of my favorites, which um, I'm just trying to think on the top of my head, and it's hard because I'm just like, okay, who's what, what album had the most stuff that I like? I like Quality, I like quality Control's uh, uh, Control the Streets Volume 1. That was good. I liked it a lot. And it had a lot of singles come out that at that album. It did. And honestly, that compilation album put City Girls on the map. Yeah. Because Fuck That Nigga was on that one, right? Mm. Fuck That Nigga. Yep. Fuck, fuck That Nigga. Yeah, that put City Girls on the map, that compilation. And I feel like when a record label puts out a compilation album and all the artists on there are good, that's a big flex. Yeah, it is. It is. And... um. It shows, it like, it, it, it's almost like, you know, here's our talent. Look at our talent. Like, this is what we have. Yeah. And I think more record labels should do that and come together because it l- makes them look stronger as a mm-hmm. unit. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also you have to have the leadership. Yeah. To make a good compilation album. Because mm-hmm. I can tell you a compilation album that I feel like wasn't too hot for me. And that was the MMG. You, okay. no, you don't like any of the MMG ones? I'm going to say that none of them stood out. Okay, that's fair. None of them stood out, and I feel like none of them m- made their artists better in any way. You get what I'm saying? Like a oh. compilation album, I feel like a compilation album should do something to benefit the individual artists that are on it. Mm. And, if, and if the individual artists aren't benefiting from being on this compilation album, then what did they do? It was just fun putting some music out? Like, no, they should be benefiting from it as well. Okay, so you didn't think Meek Mill benefited from it? Or you think Meek Mill had went into the compilation already with his own audience and really didn't need that? Meek Mill didn't need that. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Meek Mill already had an audience. Yeah. Yeah. I just loved Meek Mill in high school. 2012, Meek Mill was a fucking shit. Yeah. And, you know, I, I guess, yeah, it depends on, like, the sound that you're making. Like, MMG, honestly, they haven't really, they haven't ruled. Actually, let me rephrase this. None of their music that they have put out as a record label has been modern and fresh. Yes. Yes. They haven't put out any music that is trendy. No. And you know who's doing that? Quality Control. Quality Control. They got Migos. They Quality Control has a lot of high artists that we don't even know about. Yeah. They got Lil Baby. Yes. They have City Girls. Mm-hmm. They have uh, Pooh Shiesty now, who got mm-hmm. introduced. Well, wait, 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 wait. Pooh Shiesty is not on Quality Control. He's with Gucci Mane. Mm-hmm. My bad. Okay. Uh, but you know how I got introduced to Pooh Shiesty through got through uh, Gucci Mane's compilation album, the one right. he put out. I, uh, man, what was it called? Uh, I can look it up right now because I'm I'm in my stuff right now. Uh, but yeah, Gucci Mane put out a um, compilation album, and that's how I found out about him. Mm-hmm. Lil Durk had put out one, even though um, 
I'm not the biggest like fan but, of like that compilation album. But Lil Durk needs to build up his fan base before he put out a compilation album. Work yeah, because you got to be a leader in order to truly lead a right other artist behind you. Like right. we still getting to know you, even though right. you know you didn't put out some good music. You're not he, there yeah, yet. But he's not there yet. He should have waited on that. Yeah. Okay. Because that kind of, yeah. So Gucci Mane put out So Icy Gang, and mm-hmm. it had all his little all his new artists. So I just wanted to make sure to say that so I can, yeah. you know, I know what I'm talking about here. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, Atlanta is doing it right. Atlanta mm-hmm. has has gotten it right, and they're making they're making the sound. Uh, J mm-hmm. Cole is making the sound for the nerdy blacks. Yep, he is <laughs> Dreamville. Uh, what he got? He got Earth Gang on there. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Earth Gang, uh, Jid or J I D. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those real you know, rapper rappers. Yeah, he's doing the it real for the, rappers. He's yeah. doing it for the like. He's doing it for the very the talented, the artistic rappers. Yeah, the artsy yeah. ones, the ones that mm-hmm. you know put flowers in their froze and smoke blunts. So yes, yes, um, me. oh man but yeah i think you know what i think this young thug one is gonna um it's gonna pop i think i think it's gonna have a lot of singles come out of it i really truly do i'm gonna have to give it a listen i'm gonna be honest with you when i saw the um when i saw the uh cover art for young thugs uh compilation album i was like it's like 50 niggas on this cover yeah yeah who who's rapping i don't know but <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how. But like, that's how I felt with um J Cole's Revenge, uh, Dreamers Revenge. Or, it was so many people. The dreamers. A lot of dreamers. It was about fifty like, dreamers. But I feel like Revenge of the Dreamers had a set foundation uh, of the artists: J Cole, JID, um, Ari Lennox. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Earth Gang. I feel like that was the foundation. But that's kind of the foundation of Young Thugs. He's pretty much on every, if not every song, on every other song. Okay. So okay. yeah, there is a kind of a, a, a set foundation like that. But mm-hmm. I, I don't. What is it called? Slime season. Slime season. Slime two or language. Like that? Oh, slime language. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but you know, record labels are not the only folk that put out compilations. DJs did it for a long time. They did. DJ Drama did it for them. Dream them them. His mixtapes were mm-hmm. very, very, very popular um, in the mid to you know mid two thousands. So let me ask you this: Would you call DJ Khaled's albums compilations? I would because I feel like because I feel like his shit don't ever be cohesive enough to be something else. I would, I would, but you know what? DJ Khaled is no longer introducing artists. He's not. That's true. That yeah, that's the not. only that's my only tick at him. At this point, yeah. he probably did back in the day, and I don't know a full history on DJ Khaled's uh uh work history. But I know at this point the the last few albums he didn't put out have been artists like Jay-Z, Beyonce, mm-hmm. like people right. Justin Bieber, Chance the Rapper, yeah. people that are already at the top of their game. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it is a count compilation art like compilation album in terms of like like the baseline definition, but like what we're talking about is like introducing new artists through these compilations. Right. And he's not introducing he's nobody not introducing new. No new artists. 
He's not. And I feel like that's the whole reason for compilations is to introduce artists, introduce new artists mm-hmm. with the old artists to push the new artists. Right, 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 right. You put the new artists with the more established ones and you put them on a good ass song and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, who is this? Right. And then you go Google them yeah. and that's how you they and that's how you get that's how you get put on to them. Yeah. That's literally the steps. I just gave y'all the steps on yeah. how artists are oh, discovered. The how to. Uh, yeah, the how to. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I think they're very important. I think they play a very instrumental role in hip hop and how we find out new artists. And yeah. I think it's one of those things that people have been doing since the the dawn of ages, you know, with rap hip hop mm-hmm. groups and just labels and record labels. And I think it's one of those things that is going to stand the test of time. Cause yeah, for sure. Do you know what I think? What? I'm going to go back to Sweetie. Mm-hmm. On this one, I'm going to reference that back. Mm-hmm. I think that compilation albums should be a part of artist development. I think that's a part if you join a gang, though. Like, if you join right. a label that has... Right. I don't... Is Sweetie on a label right now? I don't know if Sweetie's on a label, but she needs to get on one. She needs to get on a label that has established artists, mm-hmm. and she needs to be on a compilation. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. feel like that would really put her over the edge if Sweetie made music with an already established artist because who has she been featured with so far mm, new artists yeah. doja cat uh janae aiko is not a new artist but she's also not janae aiko is in a different lane yeah but uh, but a feature with jay with but having a song with janae aiko is not gonna put you up yeah it's not gonna shoot you to the top yeah not yeah. to say that janae aiko was not a star but being on a song with her is not gonna catapult you yeah it's not like you know, being so- on a song with rihanna Right, yeah. right, exactly. I think that artists like Sweetie who don't have a lane would do well with joining a label mm-hmm. and, and being a part of some type of artist compilation because artist compilation probably is an integral part if it's not of artist development because it makes you step your game up mm-hmm. and what you have to do, you have to get your pen right. You have to step up your lyricism. Oh, I'm about to be on the song with J. Cole. I'm about to be on the song with... Uh, I don't, with Kendrick Lamar, mm-hmm. let me step my shit up. She she hasn't been challenged, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I feel like artist compilation albums challenge new artists to to be better. Yeah, yeah. I think working as a group, just in general, yeah, creates stronger exactly. artists. It and does. I think we are headed to a world where we are going to see more groups. And I'm, honestly, I'm not mad at that because. It, it's kind of cool. It gives a, a different sound. Like, we might not have regional sounds, but we have group sounds. Right. You know, they right. sound cohesive together. They work together. And they're putting out their music. And I think that's really dope. And uh, you get a certain vibe for certain groups. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. usually, if you're in a group, you get that group success. Like, you get a, right. you're attached to that success of that yep. group. And if they're mm-hmm. very successful, you're going to be very successful. Yep. And I just think it's, it's a cool way to go about things. Now, you can be solo dolo. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But it's also, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't see it as a negative to be a part of a group either. I don't think so either. I think it actually does more for the artists when yeah. they are a part of a label group. Yeah. And you become a family and like, you know, yeah. you're not in a group group. You still your own individual artist, but right. just to have that family backing and that is support. cool. Like I, th- mm-hmm. I think it's very cool. Yeah. And I feel like it opens the door for like 
more creativity. Yeah, yeah. You bouncing you, ideas off of you each other. Right, yeah. right, exactly. And I and Sweetie don't have that right now. I think that I, I feel like she's lacking creativity, which is part of the reason why also she's going to this artist development boot camp. Yeah. But I think something that would help her is if she finds a good label. Yeah. And, you know, she was kind of attached to a group uh, through uh, Quavo. Because, honestly, I helped. I think he helped. Well, did he help her? I mean, she had her own little sound, but I think that their relationship helped. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think it helped her become more popular, but yeah. I don't think it helped with her music because she, cause she came out with Tap In while she was with Quavo. And that, that song was trash as fuck. Well, no, I don't, I don't think, he, I, I don't think she was a part of QC like that, like that, because yeah. it's just not. But I think that, I think through Quavo, you know, maybe he was there in the session or whatever, you know, kind of just, I just want to say that there was a little influence there. Like, if yeah. you really think about it, a lot of the women that are popping off have some association with a group. Cardi B has an association with QC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Swahidi has does. an association to QC. Uh, um, shit. City girls uh, are in QC. QC. You know? Uh, but, I mean, but even Megan. Even Megan is somewhat a part of a group. Well, she was a part of 1501. Well, well she was a part of 1501. Yeah, yeah, which would have... It was a newer budding family, but mm-hmm. if she would have stayed on, she would have been with Erica Banks. And yeah. I don't know any of their other artists. But, you know, she would have been a part of that foundation of that family. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. She came out in a group. So I. Th- yeah. I mean. I think being in a group, being a part of a label, really helps. It does. I think so too. I think so too. And I think uh, artist compilation albums really help with the artist development of new rappers. Yeah. And you of know new what? Artists. Period. Let me not even forget the North because we always thought we always kind of stay in the South a little bit. Griselda is a whole family up there. What is Griselda? You should have seen my face, guys. What is Griselda? Right. What is the way? What is that? Lindsay. I'm not even going to call you Sinclair. Lindsay. What <laughs> the fuck? What do you mean? What is Griselda? What is? Wait, school me. Griselda school me. is a hip hop group, which I think you will like because they have a lot of old uh, old school influence. It's very lyrical, miracle. It has, it uses heavy samples, heavy like hip hop samples. Like we about to go really? scratch some DJ stuff. Yes, they're out of Buffalo, New York. They're a little older. They've been in the, the, the game for a little while. Let me, I, look, we already hit our little mini mark, but right. what is Griselda should be the title of this podcast. Because <laughs> I am, this is a clip right here. We'll go ahead and mark this. I'm going to go ahead and mark this because what is Griselda? Hurt what my heart a little bit. Hurt my heart. But um, yeah, it's a good group and their family and they're coming out as a family. Like, okay. Um, Griselda is a group of, of guys. Um, mm-hmm. But they're their own individual artist, their mm-hmm. own individual artist as as mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. Um, and they have a record label with other artists that are. I don't even know if you would say they're a part of Griselda, but Griselda is made up of three dudes. I don't know all their names right. <laughs> off the top of my head right now, but yeah, look that up, look that up. Okay, I'm a I'm gonna look them up because yeah, I ain't never heard of them, and I'm not ashamed to say I haven't. <laughs> well, they're out of they're out of Buffalo, New York. So if you're not really Get your ear open for people up there, then yeah, I wouldn't yeah. Really expect you to. Yeah, I definitely don't have my ear to the streets when it comes to New York music. I'm still trying to get used to drill, and I don't really like that shit. Yeah, yeah. 
But uh, thank you guys for listening to our podcast. That's yes. it for today. Make sure to follow us at um, say our Instagram Sinclair because I've always been run that back Sendana. Yes, ma'am. So make sure to go follow us there. Make sure to leave a comment. Uh, you know, follow us and let us know what you think. We will see y'all next time. See y'all next time. Peace. Peace.